welcome to this new edition of Dagger React. I'm Justin Pierce here alongside Corey Kennedy. Uh, a lot of news broke on Wednesday, June, what was it, June 15th to June 16th? 16th, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. A, lot, a lot of news broke. Uh, if you're tuning in on Thursday, a lot of news broke yesterday about the uh, stuff happening around the NBA. All NBA first teams, second and third teams were, were released along with uh, some of the other injury news happening around the NBA, but uh, Corey, what I, I have to give it, a, I, I have to give Paul George a round of applause. Yeah, just, clap. <laughs> just let's, let's just give him a round of applause. Playoff B is officially arrived, but uh, Corey, I just wanted to ask first right off the top before we even get into anything else. I mean, Paul George had probably one of the best perf- playoff performances I've ever seen him have. I mean, what was your, yeah, yeah. What was your reaction to the Clippers game five win over the Utah Jazz? Yeah, I mean, I, I want to say it was the probably the biggest win in, in maybe franchise history. I, I want to say that, but it's, I know there's still a lot to be done. There's still two more games. One, you know, hopefully just one, potentially two games to be played. But um, th- this was a huge win to see, um, to really see the whole, the depth of this whole team and see how the guys from, and, and kind of, they, play, they played the small ball game yesterday. Um, with, you know, sitting um, Zubox and, and not playing Boogie Cousins. And so um, as, as far as in the starting lineup, but uh, I really like what the Clippers were able to do. And nonetheless, in Utah, in front of a packed, jammed, jam-packed fans out in Utah in Salt Lake City. So uh, that was a huge win. And, and I think this is really big time for Paul George because he's able to kind of be that one, be the guy that is, you know, Kawhi is, you know, he's kind of the perennial superstar all-star type of guy and, and he's gonna you know he's gonna control the ball but now you have Paul George where he's gets to kind of silence the haters and he gets to silence the doubters and take over a game like he did and he showed up and it was really good to see all the craziness that he's been through the last year with the bubble and all players that have kind of attacked him in different ways throughout the season um, and to have him be so happy and excited after scoring 37 last night 16 rebounds five assists so just like you're saying, hats off to Paul George. Yeah, um, I, that was awesome. For, for those who are new to the show, you know how I feel about Paul, Paul George. Uh, just his edge and everything is something I, I that really drives me crazy. He's a top, like I've said before, he's a top 10, top 15 player in the in the regular season, usually each season. But in the yeah. playoffs, it really just depends. You don't know what Paul George you're, you're going to get. But last night we got the playoff people that we've all been looking for. Um, like Corey said, the 37, 16 and five last night on 12 of 22 shooting rather. I mean, he, he had his mid range going, he yeah. was able to back away from defenders when shooting. Uh, he did a great job of that. And he's also done a great job of uh, facilitating the floor as well. He had five assists uh, last night, but like you said earlier, yeah. he, um, I mean, he's been doing it all. I mean, he, the last year, and the bubble has been rough. Uh, his OKC tenure was rough with Russell Westbrook. Um, requesting a trade in Indiana to get to LA was something that I always wanted, but this is the playoff yeah. P that we've all been waiting for, and I, I couldn't be happier for him. But this all comes at the expense of Kawhi Leonard's injury. So Kawhi Leonard has a, has a sprained ACL, and his status for the rest of the series and the rest of the playoffs are unknown as well. Uh, that was that was news that also broke before yesterday's game versus the Jazz. I mean, uh, Corey, what, what, what's yeah. your reaction to hearing that news as a Clipper fan? And do you think that uh, 
this Clipper team can still get to the finals even without Kawhi? Man, I think uh, as a Clippers fan, you, you never you kind of are always holding your breath. You're, you're never sure what's going to happen. You're saying, oh, you, at, at times, even going back to the Lob City era, like with the Chris Paul guys, Blake Griffin, DeAndre Jordan, they, they played like they're the best team in the NBA for a game or two, you know, or a series or two. But you just kind of always holding your breath. You're never sure what's going to happen. And sadly, I've seen this before with Chris Paul with injuries, um, Blake Griffin. I've seen the same thing where Blake Griffin was, you know, Clippers were up in a series. Blake Griffin goes to the bench holding his quad, holding his knee, and then he's out for the series. And, and injuries happen like this with the, you know, NBA and the NBA and especially with the Clippers, too. Um, and uh, so I, I'm it's definitely it was a tough news to see, but it's something that, you know, as Clippers, Clippers players, Clippers fans, they're they're definitely used to now um, kind of face this playoff adversity. So, um, you know, this was a huge test for them last night um, as we're recording. Um, and so and they answered the test and, and Paul George is able to do that. I, I honestly think, well, I've, I've kind of held back on my predictions with the Clippers too, just because I'm like, I don't want to jinx anything. You know, if I, I don't want to say anything that's going to, that I can say, okay, I said they would win in this many games. So that's my fault that they just lost that game. So I've been a little bit, well, yeah. Yeah. Well, the good thing is about that, Corey, you actually yeah. have an excuse this year, like a legitimate one. You can't just yeah. say, oh, we choked. Like you can say, oh, you didn't have Kawhi Leonard. Yeah with uh paul george at the same time but paul yeah. george has been showing out there's no expectations yeah. for paul george to succeed without Kawhi leonard like they're not true. Yeah. they're not a championship team unless paul george overcomes those odds as the number one guy in the clippers but right now paul george can't disappoint anymore in the playoffs he's had pretty mm -hmm. much all good games except for a couple where he's been inefficient but his numbers have been really, really solid, actually. Like, he, he's yeah. spreading the ball around the floor really well. Marcus Morris is getting a lot of action. Reggie Jackson is getting a lot of action. Like, those guys that didn't show up in the playoffs last season are showing up this year, and I think that's the biggest difference overall. And that yeah. includes playoff P. That includes uh, those guys. Like, they know how it felt last year being in that spot, knowing that mm -hmm. they have a chance to take advantage of an opportunity that they didn't take advantage of last year. So I think that's sitting with them. And I do think I I'll say it on the record. I, I think the Clippers win game six. And I think they yeah. do move on to the Western yeah. conference finals first. The our respectively, our respectively uh, affiliated Phoenix Suns. So uh, yeah. that, that would be, that would be something that you get to celebrate. You can hang the banners second, second <laughs> round made it out of the second round finally. But uh, overall it's just, it's a, it's a better Clipper team than last year. Definitely, and yeah. People, and yeah. they they've been they've had their inconsistencies, they've had their struggles, but it really doesn't matter how you play at the end of the regular season. If you're mm -hmm. not playing good in the playoffs, it really doesn't matter. So yeah, and I would say, like you're talking about a better team, a different team. If it, it feels there's definitely a different feel too. And I have to give uh, you know hats off to Ty Lu as well. I really like what he's doing, and and it's really in the second half too, and that's where the Clippers were struggling last year and years prior. But the second half adjustments that Ty Lue is making are just are just awesome. I mean, I don't know how much, you know, you don't you know exactly how much he's, you know, I mean, he's, you know, he's the head coach. He's making all these decisions. So it's like um, hats off to him. And I really think after that, he's struggling to, to Dallas. Um, I don't know if Doc Rivers would have made all those adjustments like that Ty Lue did and, and go small ball and, and really evolve around and take uh, Bovon out of the game, take Porzingis out of the game. And now you have Gobert. 
here in, in another big man, seven foot plus. And they're taking him, you know, not out of the game, but I don't think he had a block last night. And you saw Terrence Mann, hats off to Terrence Mann too. He, he, uh, he kind of post posterized. We'll call it posterized just because of the height difference. Yeah, it definitely, he, it definitely was a poster. He postered the defensive player of the year too. So, I mean, the, I, I really love what all these guys are doing on the team. Batum, even Luke Kennard coming in. Um, Patrick Beverly, he's, he's still kind of, he's, an, he's definitely annoying me a little bit. Uh, he's as, a non-factor. As everybody. As he's, everybody. A non, he's annoyed <laughs> yeah. me for the last three years. He's a non-factor, but go ahead. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I really like and. And I think exactly the guys did exactly what they needed to do. They need Paul George needed to get about 30 to 40 points last night. He got that. Um, Reggie Jackson needed to have fill the stat sheet too. He got 20, 20 plus, and then Marcus Morris too. So I guess to answer your question, going back to Kawhi, I don't know if they can, was it championship or was it what, when the Western? Yeah. Western are they a chance? Are they a championship caliber team yeah. without Kawhi, Kawhi Leonard? That, Could they make the finals? Do you think? I mean, Ah, it's tough. I mean, the, the Suns are dealing with their little issues too with Chris Paul. Um, so, but they, the Suns are hard to gauge because they they just swept. Or they had in, they took a uh, injured Lakers team. They they got rid of or in six games, and they just were able to sweep Denver with an injured Denver team. You know, without Jamal Murray, Jokic got kicked out in his um in it in the in the game four. So, I mean, it's kind of hard to gauge the Suns, and they're just sitting there sitting pretty right now while the Clippers have gone through these battle-tested rounds. Um, so, I mean, and Kawhi is just such the guy. Kawhi is their leader, is the guy, kind of silent leader that Paul George has been looking at to say, hey, you've won these championships in San Antonio, in Toronto. Can you know? Can you do this for L.A.? So right now, I think it's because it's unanswered, I would probably say no without Kawhi um, because it's such uncharted territory with the Clippers organization, with Paul George as a leader. But... I, I'd love to be surprised. And I, I think there's don't count this Clipper team out as, as my answer, really. Yeah, exactly. And you kind of yeah. brought up two topics that we were going to talk about already. Mm-hmm. One actually involved Doc Rivers. So let's get into the Clippers, uh, not the Clippers. I'm, I'm used to saying Doc Rivers and the Clippers. Yeah, let's, get yeah. into, let's get into the Philadelphia 76ers Sixers. mess on, uh, on the East Coast there. So Last night, if you guys saw it, I turned off the game mid-third quarter. So I did <laughs> not, I was not aware. It was a 26-point lead, and they ended up blowing that. I turned it on. I was I was covering a game for work. I went back, turned on TNT. Hawks were up 109-106. And yeah, that's ended up that's what ended up the the final score ended up being 109-106. Uh I just I just have to say, I I I've been completely unfair to Paul George. And it's not all of Paul George's fault. And I, part of it is because we're on the West Coast, or at least I was on, I'm, I'm, I was on the West Coast and yeah. I'm from the West Coast. But I have given no recognition to how god awful Ben Simmons is. <laughs> like you, you played 38 minutes. You're, you're, you're a max contract guy. And it's, he's not the only one. Yeah. You play 38 minutes, you shoot four shots, and you get eight points. You have nine assists at least, but that's literally all yeah. you do. You're supposed to be a superstar. You're supposed to be pretty much yeah. the guy that started the process, him and Embiid. Embiid went off. He had 37 yeah. oh, and 13. Yeah. Uh, Seth Curry, if Seth Curry gets 36 points in a game and he's playing yeah. like his brother, you should win that game. There is yeah. no excuse for that. And Tobias Harris as well. Tobias Harris, you weren't mm-hmm. off the hook either, Mr. Max contract guy. Four yeah. points, two of 11 four rebounds, three assists, four fouls. You are not 
that guy and the, the TikTok <laughs> me, the TikTok me, oh, yeah. surfing. You, you are not that guy. He is Ben Simmons. Isn't that guy either. And I would really consider yeah. trade. I would really tr- try to get more pieces for Tobias this off season. I think the Hawks have that championship mentality that no one wants to give them credit for. And I think it's the same thing with the Suns. The Suns have that championship mentality that no one wants to give yeah. them credit for. They were, yeah, like book Devin Booker was left off any all NBA first, second or or third team. So we're, we're going to talk about the, that later. But Corey, why 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 are the Sixers struggling still under Doc Rivers, and why is Doc Rivers blowing all these leads in the playoffs? Like this is carrying over. This is a trend. We're seeing this as something that is that is not good for for him and his coaching uh, regimen in Philadelphia. Yeah, I know when you talk about it as a disaster, I think in sports, it's, it's when you're at your on your home field on your home court in the playoffs and you blow you just blow a 26 point lead and your fans are just raining down booze like that. And it, obviously, it's so awesome to have the fans back. But the Sixers are like, shoot, we need to we need to actually perform for these guys um, and we need to close out these games. But I really don't know what's going on. I mean, you bring up Ben Simmons and yeah, he definitely deserves that criticism. I mean, eight points. It's looking like I don't really know if he knows what his game is, like what his what his tool set is. You know, I think he tried to he's tried a lot of different things. He's tried to be the assist leader. He's tried to be get the all the boards. He's tried to do something with his jumper. Um, Like he missed 10 free throws. He went for 14 from the line. That's not it's not acceptable. That's hack of Ben Simmons at this point. Yeah, because because teams know that he's going to miss the free throw line. Yeah, shoot, I didn't realize that. What were his free throws? He was four fourteen. Oh wow, yeah, I didn't, I didn't realize that. That's uh, yeah. So, yeah, honestly, this kind of under the radar, but but this this Hawks comeback and kind of Trey Young doing this. I mean, the and the last two games too have been comeback wins for the Hawks, and so um, I thought that they were kind of out of the series, you know, after they they were down big in both these last games, but they came back and now they're up three two, and this is, I mean, this is just honestly the Hawks series to win, really. Um, I mean, it, it seems like that way with the way that. The Sixers are collapsing, and I don't really know what the explanation for this is. I mean, Embiid with 30 plus, Curry with 30 plus, but I think I saw a stat that um, they were Curry and Embiid were the only players to score in the second half. I think yeah. I saw something like that, right? Yes, exactly. Yeah, so that but, right there's the answer. That's but here's the thing for Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers yeah. makes zero adjustments in the second half, and it is very yeah. evident with all these blown leads. What yeah. do you think Lou Williams said to the guys in the huddle last night? Uh, during the middle of the third quarter hey we, this this guy is, isn't going to change expletive and maybe yeah. we need to go out there and just run the gun and uh get shooters open and pretty much play the game that they've played all season which is get shooters open get trey young hot and the hawks get a comeback win that's that's basically what happened and you know it doesn't frustrate me that Ben Simmons or no actually it does frustrate me it, it frustrates me that Ben Simmons Doc Rivers and Tobias Harris and Tobias Harris is he is he is so under the radar no one even notices yeah. that he has a max contract on that team yeah like that yeah. team is already good enough as it is but Tobias Harris needs to live up to that max contract and people really yeah. I mean he was in that Paul George trade a few years back with um I'm pretty sure it was. Oh man, I think I, I, oh, Gallinari I don't know if, was. Wasn't um, wait. 
no, it was Gallinari, excuse me. But yeah. it, he, yeah, so Gallinari is living up to what he is on the Hawks and what he did in OKC. So he's he he's doing he's doing yeah. all right. But Tobias Harris was uh I think I'm I'm pretty sure him and Paul George were getting those comparisons uh early on after Tobias yeah. after Tobias left the left Detroit. I think mm. the problem is for the for the Clippers is that or God, I keep saying the Clippers. They remind me of the Clippers. <laughs> I know. They do. I, the, same colors, the, the, same, same coach. Same colors, <laughs> same coach, same blown weeds, same blown weeds <laughs> in the second half. The thing that bothers me about the Sixers is that they don't know how to uh, be aggressive and really take over. And yeah, like they don't have a guy that can take over. Ben Simmons doesn't have a jump shot and bead is a center. You're not going to give the ball to him late. Like you need a guard yeah. that can move and ball handle and can get open. Like Seth Curry isn't that guy. Like he's gonna like without that thirty-six point game, they get blown out. Yeah, and, that would be. Yeah, man, imagine that too. Yeah, but we we're gonna we're gonna break into some. We're gonna go back onto the West Coast. We're gonna break uh, break some news that came out yesterday about CP3 uh, tested positive for COVID, which means he has to be in protocol. Uh, reports are that he did get a vaccine so maybe he has to sit out for less time but uh Corey regardless of the situation whether he did get vaccinated or not how big of a loss is this for the Suns and do you think that uh players should be sitting out because of COVID for a certain amount of time yeah this is a tricky one that kind of yesterday was like what the heck did the NBA have for breakfast because there was just coaches getting fired and players getting injured and it was a July 1st type of day yeah, yeah, it was just it like was, a a first day of free agency type of day. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there was just so much going on, and this was kind of uh, all in the sauce of all you know the free the NBA news. So, um, but as far as Chris Paul, um, with this um uh, this this COVID protocol thing, um, this was we saw players miss like three weeks for this um back in the regular season, kind of in the more of the middle parts of the pandemic as well. So who I mean, really, who knows how long he'll be out for. Um, but you saw like in going to a different sport in golf, uh, John Rahm, he, he tested, or I guess he, he went into protocol. Yeah. He went into protocol mid tournament um, after playing 18 holes in a day. That doesn't make any sense, but yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. And I feel like they could have, I mean, just have him play by himself or, you know, there's different, I guess there's, it's, that's a really hard to, to tackle as, as far as policy, whatever. But, um, but I think he came back, he's able to play in this U S open. And so I think he had about eight days off or. I think almost 10 days off. So, and then I, I don't know where that would put, um, depending on the Clippers and, and Jazz, they go into game seven. That would, uh, Chris Paul is probably rooting for that right now. Um, but I think m- my bets are that, it, you know, as long as he is, you know, if he's vaccinated and if he has, if he, there's no symptoms or whatever, I think he could get back fairly quick. But I don't know how much the NBA policies are, will be in, in his favor or not in his favor. So that this is a really tough one. What are your thoughts on it? Yeah, I mean yeah. LeBron. LeBron gets away with uh, partying oh, yeah. with Drake and stuff like that, but uh, Chris Paul has to sit out for a certain amount of days because of this. I feel like yeah. Chris Paul is one of those guys in the NBA that never gets a break. Yeah, yeah. he never gets a break. Yeah. Um, yeah. So three years ago, Western Conference Final, uh, gets injured, one up, three two, mm-hmm. and he sits yeah. out the rest of the series, and the Rockets lose. Uh, yeah. Okay, gets traded to OKC. People write him off. They go to the playoffs anyways, losing seven games in the first round. 
I mean, just certain stuff yeah. like that. I mean, and then like, yeah, like, and then all of this stuff with the Clippers, but that we can, we can go on and on about that. But uh, yeah. that is just stuff that really, it feels like there's a curse to CP three that can't be lifted or it could be, who knows, maybe he gets yeah. back for game one and he shows out and plays, plays great. I mean, who knows? I mean, yeah. Like, I mean, they're still a championship team. I mean, they're still a championship caliber team. They just need a true point guard on the floor. So, yeah, I think, I mean, the, the Suns are, like I was saying too earlier, the Suns are interesting because we don't have a few, a real, real series to evaluate them on as far as like the teams that they'd faced in the first two rounds and just sweeping Denver, you know, like that might be something that's kind of a, a disadvantage for them. And we'll see, like, there's so much with these protocols, these COVID protocols, you don't know is could Chris Paul work out on his own? Could he, or could he not go to any team facility or, you know, what, what exactly is going to be, what's, what are the next 10 days going to look like for him? And I'm, I'm trying to think of the exact date when like game one of the Western conference finals will start. Um, but uh, I'm, I'm guessing he might miss the first couple games. And I think this Utah team, Utah or the Clippers, I think they could really take advantage of, of, um, of ha not having Chris Paul in there. And I think, Say, say Chris Paul misses the first two games, the Western Conference Finals. I think that could, that could put the Suns in a 2-0 hole just right off the bat because um, Chris Paul has just been – he's that veteran leader guy that has been gone through the playoffs, you know, not – haven't seen the promised land in the championship or, you know, and, and had a lot of bad luck, but he's kind of the guy to get him there. And so – and I don't know if they can do it without him. So it's going to be really tough. And I don't, I don't know what the heck is Chris Paul is thinking right now. I mean, that's just – I really – man, that's just a really tough, tough break for him, you know, with the Clippers, with the Rockets, and now with the Suns, it's, it's, I oh mean, I don't know, he's, he's taking yeah. a lot, he's taken a lot the last but years. He's also taken a lot of credit too for this year, which I'm gonna, yeah. this kind of ties into the NBA, uh, all NBA teams that I'm gonna mm -hmm. get into. So yeah, we talk about every single year, how tough the West is, right? Yeah. Utah, yeah. the number one seed, uh, Suns, number two seed. Why aren't yeah. Donovan Mitchell and uh, Devin Booker on any of the All NBA teams? Yeah, that was that was mind blowing. I'm, the I'm like number one and number two seeds with the two best players on both of those teams are yeah. not on any of the All NBA teams. It's politics. Yeah. Kyrie yeah. made it playing 30, 40 games. I know he had a 50, yeah. 40, 90 season, but LeBron made it yeah. second team playing half a season. Jimmy Butler made it after not having a uh great year after after the bubble yeah. they 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 were out of the playoff picture most of the year uh three guys i would have i i would replace uh on there i would re replace yeah. Kyrie irving i would replace lebron james and i would replace jimmy butler i would replace yeah. them for jason tatum devin booker and donovan yeah. mitchell those those guys yeah. need to be on there for this year and i know i know yeah. the celtics struggled a little bit but I still mm -hmm. think Jason Tatum is that dude, and he needs to he needs to be on that NBA list, or at least yeah. move LeBron down to third because LeBron was in, was an MVP front runner for the first quarter of the season. So yeah, um, I, I think it makes me kind of want to scrap all these war these this this year's awards. I, I feel like a lot of them just didn't sit with me well. Like I mean, even if you look at Lamelo Ball on the Rookie of the Year, I know all, getting he's Charlotte, still he's still yeah. Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he's I, still Rookie of the Year. I do, but I, I kind of want to put a little bit in for Anthony Edwards. I feel like he, even though no. the, the, even though I will shut that. I will. I three and a half hours from Minneapolis. No, no. He, okay. They, they were, were, yeah. were they second to last or dead last in the, in the West this year? 
yeah, yeah. At They're least, down, at down least Lamelo. But Lamelo Ball before he got injured, he was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were six in the in the East. Yeah. Before yeah. and then they played in the playing game, like they yeah, were six so, in the East yeah. before the before the playing. So I, I, it's that yeah. was Lamelo Ball's award to win. Regardless, he was aggressive yeah. all year. He showed he showed that he was an alpha on the floor. He he knows why. Um, he knows why he can play the game of basketball and he knows what he's capable of. And he's kind of taking a little bit different path from Lonzo. Lonzo was a mm-hmm. little bit more conservative, but now yeah. LaMelo is taking on that aggression and doing what he wanted to do with um, some of the other Euro teams I played on that he couldn't yeah. do because of the systems and stuff like that. Yeah. But LaMelo it- is growing up before our eyes, rookie of the year. Congrats to the Chino Hills native, but we have two more topics to touch yeah, on. Yeah, we'll move on. <laughs> yeah, one more, um, one one basketball uh, topic that we're going to touch yeah. on is Kevin Durant's forty-nine point game against the Bucks. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The Bucks blew a double-digit lead. Uh, the Bucks don't know how to finish. The Bucks and the Sixers are kind of the same. Uh, when they need a bucket most, there's not really a, a guy that they need on the floor more than Chris Middleton. He mm. needs to be that guy. He's been very inconsistent during the playoffs, but uh, KD getting 49 is such a great sign without a Kyrie, without a healthy James Harden. Like he's, he was a liability. He was like two yeah. for 11 shooting. And yeah. he's one of the, he's one of the most efficient scorers that in our, in our game today. And I loved him in his last season at, at, at uh, Golden State, I loved I I loved what he did at OKC, winning the MVP and everything like that, going to the finals. But this is truly the Kevin Durant that we've been waiting for for so long, and it, it seems like it seems like it kind of reminds me of LeBron's last couple seasons in Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, in that yeah. second in that second stint where he really took over in the playoffs and. Uh, put up all these crazy games with not a lot of help around him. I mean, that's what Kevin Durant's doing. Yeah, I mean, yeah, KD, I think he's officially, it's safe to say he's officially back in the worries of the Achilles injury and and different injuries throughout his career, getting a little bit older up up there. Um, You know, is he going to be able to perform and be that elite scorer that he's been with Golden State, with OKC? So, and I think, yeah, that 49, uh, playing the full 48 minutes of the game, and 17 rebounds. I mean, just just insane stat line what he did. And, and Harden scoring only five points. And I think if you look back in uh, the last time that he scored only five points and playing 30 plus minutes uh, or 40 plus minutes. I mean, I don't know when that when the last time he did that. But yeah, like you're saying, uh, um, Harden being only a shell of himself with this kind of interesting. The the injury was a tight hamstring. So I don't know. It wasn't anything like strained or pulled or it was just tight hamstring. So I don't know exactly what's going on there. He did not look like himself. And honestly, KD is going to have to proceed without, honestly, without KD or without Harden and Kyrie because Kyrie really rolled up on his ankle badly. So I don't know. But um, yeah, I think like you're saying, Middleton is definitely going to have to put in more and be there because he can, he can go off for 30 plus, but it's just very few and far in between. So he's going to, tonight is a huge test for him and the Bucks and, and they really they messed up that last game. They had several chances. Giannis dropped the ball below the basket late in the game uh, with a chance to to tie that up or or to go up. And and so um, yeah, it's a huge test tonight. Five thirty tonight uh, Thursday. So um, five thirty West, Co- West Coast West Coast time. West Coast, Coast time. time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I think um, 
as far as who's going to take this one, I mean, I think they like, I mean, it depends what, who, what, what type of Harden we see out there. But I think, honestly, I feel like Brooklyn, the momentum has shifted over. And I think Brooklyn can get a win in Milwaukee tonight. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I, if, if it was in Brooklyn, I would say yes. But I think Milwaukee yeah. will work it with the home court and um, yeah. put, up, put up a clinic in game six. I know uh, Kevin Durant's a little bit more efficient and efficient on the road. But That's true. Yeah. I think uh, I think that the Bucks take this and really they have enough guys to win game six. I don't know if they have enough guys to win the series. So, um, yeah. But last segment, we're going to go through uh, some news coming out of uh, ASU football yesterday. Oh, yeah. Uh, a little uh, rival action there. But they were there's a report came out that came out by the athletic, which uh, referenced them potentially paying players allegedly mm-hmm. paying players and mm-hmm. uh they were they were hosting in-person visits during uh the dead period when uh when covid was was pretty much at its highest so yeah. uh yeah. Corey, seeing after seeing asu beat u of a 70 to 7 last year in football and having them be accused of cheating are you really surprised at, at uh <laughs> at what you're what you're hearing out of uh tempe there well, oh man, it's kind of the state of Arizona that doesn't have the best record of recruiting the the clean way or recruiting the recruiting the legal way, I should say. If you look at U of A and now ASU, kind of in the mix of this recruiting scandal, but um, I think the toughest thing though is the uh, the recruiting during COVID because there's so many there's at least one or two years of of high school players that missed out on their college experience as far as athletically. And so for ASU to go in and, and recruit during COVID kind of illegally like this, that that's a huge, that's going to be a huge scandal for sure. As, as Herm Edwards say, said yeah. once while uh, yeah. coaching for the Jets, you pay to win the game. You don't, you don't okay. play to win the game. Oh, <laughs> so, uh, a little, a little yeah. bit something there to keep your eye on, but that does it here for our mini episode of the dagger react stay tuned for more content i gotta get to work but (laughs) in the meantime take care everyone enjoy the nba playoffs nhl stanley cup semifinals uh shout to the canadians for being tying up the series against the golden knights 1-1 and uh the tampa bay series and the islander series should be a good one so uh i gotta go take care everyone have a great weekend and uh stay tuned for a full episode real soon (laughs) 